0: All right, we're going to get this thing kicked off. This is the Whitetail Experience Podcast. I am your host, Byron Horton. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Hopefully, we have picked up a few new listeners with hunting season right around the corner and picking up on the Sportsman's Empire Network, maybe getting a few listeners there. appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, we are roughly a weekish out, five, five, five days out from season, holy cow, and... Man, it is a busy time of year. Dave and Andy shot an elk. I mean, that podcast is going to be awesome. Uh, probably a better podcast than a video because of uh, you can convey a lot of thoughts and what is truly happening. I think when you're on a grinder-type hunt like that, you probably don't push recording near as much as you should as far as a video aspect. But I'm going to let those guys tell that story. But Dave obviously put a bull down, public land, DIY, um, yeah, no handholds, got it done. Um, so just an outstanding um, effort from those guys, and they had a rough hunt. But I have pulled some cams within the last week, uh, two clusters, um, not able to get to all of them in, in a cluster, but uh, was able to, to turn up some bucks. But I will say this, and I have never seen this on a podcast or or heard somebody on public land talk about it, dude, there are times I literally go 50% where if I put out six cameras, three of them work. Um, The place where I had the most shooters and probably one of the biggest bucks I've ever trail cammed last year, I literally went 50% the other day. I had a tree fall literally on the trail. I was shooting like three or four days after I left that camera. Then down in a bottom, I had a trail camera work for a week or two and then die Um, so just some interesting observations and then Dustin on the team has experienced the 50% batting average. Now the other day I pulled four cams, all four stellar, all four good bucks on them. All four worked as as they should and, and no faux pas, but you know, that, that's not the norm. I feel like I get more failures than not. Um, I think the elevating of the cams adds a, an element to just detection and missing trails and uh, stick falls or, How come the one tree that falls on the hillside blocks the trail I'm shooting? I just feel like that happens to me more. Pause for us. We'll get into there. Also, if you're going to uh, pick up any Lone Wolf custom gear before season, W-E-X-P at checkout will save you a little coin. I should also note Patreon. I appreciate all our Patreon members. That you guys have a podcast coming this week, a little more tactic base. I I try to give back to the Patreon in more of a tactical and, and full informational level. If you guys like a little more tactic focus, I just I can divulge more information there because there's less ears than our general audience. And and I feel those guys, you know, we we go back and forth. I share a little more of what I'm seeing and noticing. But I uh, appreciate those. And obviously, I do have the solo filming web class it is a high tier on there if you're wanting to get into self-filming and really quicken the learning curve. Uh, that is out there. But back to scouting and pulling cams and turning up really big bucks. And I have done so. I have uh, a buck I've got his his match set to. That's a, that's a play. I've got a couple others that I got my eye on. I would say quality... I've got some good quality, but a quantity I don't have near as many as I even I had last year um, in the shooter range for me. Now, um, that brings me to a depressing thought uh, that is definitely here in the buck. I say EHD is is terrible. It is full-blown across uh, the whole state. Uh, I had a buddy, Larry, who was chasing a, a, a world-class buck on, on a small piece that he had done some timber work on and some native... Um, type habitat improvements and some grasses and just a cool meadowy type project and had the buck turn up dead and he knew he knew what had happened uh, he recovered it those the photos are kind of viral on some of the Ohio Facebook type groups um, but that is my buddy Larry uh, I called him on on Friday and uh, he was in a in, in a depressed state but he's also got some other really good bucks to chase but uh jake bush has also confirmed there's a lot of dead deer and uh i think it's gonna be a tough year to kill a a little bit higher caliber Uh, it doesn't it seems to be some pockets not others and and it's tough to tell i have turned up one dead deer myself and uh yeah it's just a depressing time moving on to scouting i want to talk about oaks um a lot of people have said oaks, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. Look, I'm, I walked a mile and a half the other day looking for oaks, and I've got a white oak right out here in the front and some um, red oaks in the back of the property. I think it's pockets this year. I, I won't go like, oh, yeah, it's a good oak year or a bad oak year. I noticed uh, some oaks I found the other day were low, and I was looking hard and could not correlate much of what was going on um Honestly, I was walking and finding. I found a couple of fresh rubs and could not find some oaks that I was like, oh yeah, these are a play for for early season as of right now. And I can remember last year, dude, I found a hot hillside and I was I, I couldn't hunt the hillside. There was almost too many deer uh, utilizing it in the dark. I remember I went in uh, on a rainy day and I pulled a camera and realized that there was bucks on it like prior, like the 48, 24 hours prior. And if I had a cell cam, I probably wouldn't, uh, I would have known what to do, but, but literally I ran to the top of the hill, pulled a card in the dark and I was like, holy shit, they were just here. If this rain lets up, I got to hunt it. So I ran to the bottom of the hill and at this point it is cracking gray light. And I'm like, well, I'm, I, I, have got to go hunt that scrape because if it lights up, like like if it stops raining for literally 10 minutes, then bucks may come over and hit it. They were just here 24 and 48 hours ago. They're close. So I run back up the hillside and I'm going in, um, I'm on this uh, little hiker trail for a short bit and I literally stepped probably five yards from a deer because uh, it was dark, it was rainy. Uh, it was uh, habitat that was just not a lot of light in and not a lot of like a lot of horizontal cover so they couldn't see me coming and I was moving pretty quick and quiet due to the rain and I there was a zigzag and sure enough, I about shit my pants when this deer took off at like probably under five yards in the dark. Uh maybe it was Big Buck, maybe it was just a fluff. I have no idea. Could have been Bigfoot. But uh anyways, Oak Scouting. It it's one of those things I feel I've got a I've got more scouting to do if I was gonna be in play for early season. Um I have some beds marked that I might make a plays on. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. And it looks like we are just gonna miss a cold front too that's kinda of coming in like Wednesday, Thursday this week. Um uh, so yeah, that's what we got going on. Other stuff as far as you know, a week out from season, I uh, spent a lot of time this weekend taping up some of my stand, uh just little contact points like that. I am awaiting Backwoods Mobile is sending me this like strapping thing so I can get some QU or Kafaru straps on my 0.75 to have that thing similar to how I run the 1.0. The 1.0 I have a QU like suspension system on and wanted to check out the Kafaru straps because I thought they might be... I think I picked them up for slightly cheaper than the KU frame suspension, but then I had to buy some extra rigging from Backwoods Mobile to hopefully be able to put the Kafaru straps on there. So like net gain, I kind of just should have bought another set of KU straps. Honestly, less jack-around factor and probably just as good. We'll see. I'll make a YouTube video at some point. Um, So I'm taping up some of the gear... Uh, Oh, something I am going to try this year that I may punch myself in the nuts later this week or during the season is I have a scouting bag set up and I have a regular hunt bag set up because some of these spots, I'll just be honest, they're, they're tougher to get to or farther and scouting is such a priority right now because I have such limited hunting time with the new baby that I have a very I'm going to use that mobile hunter pack as like my scouting bag it just can't hold a lot it's super lightweight I think it's under a pound and so like if I'm going to go in on a scout like right now if you say go hunt I'd, I'd be like ah, I gotta walk around the woods with a much lighter setup to, to find what's going on but yeah I am going to go with a light scouting type pack for some hunts where I'm going to take my smaller camera I'm going to have less overall gear and then maybe towards the rudder, obviously if I go into a place where I know the ambush site, I'll take you know my full-blown three sticks, my my XOP striker bag that holds a little more. Um, I, I think I am going to try and bounce a little bit between bags. And I, I hate to do that, but but I think I, that's how I'm going to go. Probably going to run my pocket arm under the base of my seat with some Titan straps. I did that uh, midway through last year, really liked it, and kind of have come back to to doing that this week too like i need to be organized i need to get everything in line that needs to be in line and i think i need to be making a list and kind of chipping away at it you know every night it's not something that i want to be like staying up if on friday if i can hunt saturday morning um stuff like get my gopro mount on my stabilizer like i haven't done that yet i need to get a pack out rig potentially ready as far as like your gutting knives some uh Extra lights to recover deer, stuff like that is not done right now, and you know I don't I don't want to be doing that. I need to pull my my jet sled out, throw that in the back, uh, maybe organize my tote a little bit. A case of water, that's something I started doing uh two years ago when we recovered a buck. I had a case of water sitting in there. I think from an OSU tailgate. And David goes, dude, that's that's brilliant. We just should do that regardless during the fall. Is is throw a case of water there because after a hunt. You, you can drive straight home and you've already got water there. if You're recovering and you're out late. Um, Andy, for example, last year, we have we were ready to throw a damn party. We, we grabbed some beer and stuff. He's like, oh, I just shot this buck late October and it had been a couple years. And we had like a tailgate set up in the back of the truck uh, ready to go. But yeah, a case of water in the back. Uh, assuming you're not getting too much freezing temps. Uh, some of the cheaper bottles will probably bust if you get a, a real, real hard freeze. But I've also thrown those packs of water in the um, deep freeze for trips and froze the whole water bottles to act as ice. The other thing I need to order, I think I'm going to order is some of those VA energy guys. They're like little eight ounce juicers, but they've got 90 uh, MGs of caffeine, which is close to a cup of coffee. And my thought there is morning hunt. I've got to get back to the house or get back to the job and stopping at a gas station. Just it, it, it's not just like, oh, I was in there for five minutes, but like your forward progress is absolutely zero. So it like exponentially slows like a one hour drive to like an hour and 15 minutes, even if you only ran in there for like, you know, six minutes. It's crazy how, how long those stops last. When I, I drive back from Iowa, a lot of times it's a whole extra hour. If I stop two to three times, Uh, you know, I start the thing and my Google Maps says you'll arrive at 6 p.m. Well, if I stop three, two to three times, it's like 645, 650 pause for a swiggins of coffee here the other kind of final things i got to get wrapped up here is i obviously been shooting a lot of broadheads and that's key but uh shooting some of those in between distances knowing your holdover uh you'd be shocked i think it even a 25 yard shot if you take your 20 pin and um you got to find out it's it's a two inch hold or whatever it may be for your bow um but down once you get to 30 35 yards like it's significant if you know maybe you, the shot breaks and you, the shot broke you were a touch alone you weren't holding over three and a half four inches whatever your holdover is like now your arrow can very easily miss because you haven't accounted for uh, just slightly when i when i used to shoot 3d oh six years ago it was shocking because you know you're shooting at quarters at, at a lot of bow hunting type ranges 20 to 35 40 yards that even holding over an inch or two could get you an extra point or two through a round, and and so really knowing your holdovers was it was something I, I learned from shooting some 3D back in the day. Guys, I think I think that's about it. Obviously, Dave and Andy uh, they got in late last night, I believe. I have a text out to them, have not heard, but uh, I think th- they filmed some of the hunt. I think it's going to be a little more long longer format. Uh, might be a minute till we get that bad boy out. Uh, i'm gonna put a youtube video out as well about some silence mobile hunting tips gear thoughts opinions stuff like that guys appreciate you tuning in good luck this year good luck this season we open here in the buckeye state it is a great time uh, minus the ehd hit and that is sad news but team harder and bucks we're out